Hey everyone, welcome to the Double Click Podcast. This week, we begin a series on marriage. Hey everyone, welcome back and uh, diving into the trenches this week. Let's go. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna begin a series, uh, really talking about marriage mm-hmm. and what it is and what it means and really what this is gonna be. This is a derivative of like when we do marriage counseling um, before we conduct a ceremony or whatever, and before two people come together, they come to us and we want to help prepare them as best as possible to be successful in their marriage, to have a great marriage. And so a lot of what I do with marriage counseling is um, try to prepare them and let them know ahead of time some of the roadblocks that are coming up, Mm -hmm. like some of the unexpected things. Um, And just to give you a little bit of background, uh, just on my marriage experience, uh, my wife and I have been together for over 15 years married. Congratulations. But before that, we dated for five. Yeah. Which I think is uh, is the record. Is that the mm-hmm. record? I haven't heard anybody say we dated more than five. You know, we just celebrated this past weekend uh, 11 years of marriage, and we've been together 15 years. So so we were okay, together all right. around that same amount of time. All right, so, so. We're, we're long daters. Yes. That's what we are, yes, <laughs> yes. both of us. Um, we really, really, really wanted to know what we were getting into. Exactly. That's it. And we will say this right off the bat. We are by no means experts. Uh-uh. We'll say that again. <laughs> we, we are, are not, not experts. experts. No, there are a lot of people out there who probably could put so much more mm-hmm. into this conversation than we could. However, we just wanted to get that thought process rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what we're talking about comes from doing actually counseling post-marriage, helping people walk through difficult situations. Um, and so what we try to do with the little bit of training we have and everything is really just help you be ready. And so as we start that conversation, there's kind of a pre-understanding of marriage that we have to have. And it kind of goes like this. Uh, you don't have to be married to be happy. It's, yeah. So like Absolutely. before we understand the commitment of marriage, which is what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about what is this commitment that we're making? What mm-hmm. does it mean? What are we promising ourselves to coming from a scriptural background? And the first thing I feel like it gets really, really misconstrued in our culture is there's this lie out there that if you find that one person mm-hmm. on earth that is your chosen one or whatever, and you meet that person, then you will never be lonely. You will have a shot at happiness. Everything will be fine. And so there's this pressure out there that exists that like, hey, if you don't get married, then you're not going to fit in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the things that gets really, really disruptive because actually in scripture, when you look at it, there are people who are called to lifetime of singleness. Yeah. But I think in our current culture, those people are few and far between. Yeah, and I don't and I don't mean this in a negative way. And we're gonna dive into this today with commitment. But when you enter into a commitment of marriage with someone, that invites more work. That Absolutely. invites more yep. surrender of self versus someone who's again, that's those are still we're still committed to things. We still have to surrender to the Lord, even if we're living a life of singleness. But just know being married doesn't always equal instant happiness. You know, it's, it yeah. actually equals instant work. And I mean that in a good way. It's yeah, worth absolutely. working towards. It's worth putting in that energy and that effort, but it's work nonetheless. Yes, yes. So Brittany, Jessica, 
You guys are totally <laughs> worth it. We love you. Absolutely. Please understand those are our wives. Um, and Again, so, we're not experts, but I'm not sure they listen to the podcast, yeah. so it might be okay. But it's all right. Okay. But we, 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 it is totally worth it, and that's the balance there. Like when you think about any relationship, any relationship that is worth having is worth the work. Like mm-hmm. the good outweighs the bad. But I think what happens in the marriage context is we come into it with this uh, movie expectation mm-hmm. that all of a sudden everything's just going to be perfect and fine and wonderful no matter who you are like i'm i I would be considered a realist or or if you're a positive person you call me a pessimist but i'm a realist and so like i came into it understanding like okay you know there's going to be good days there's going to be bad days we're going to work through things da da da. but i really had no idea all the things that that we're going to walk through in our relationship, like right? Sharing a bathroom with someone. Oh, that's uh, that's that's the we call. We, yeah. no, let's not go there. It's that's yes, but we'll we'll get to that yeah. later on because we're going to talk about expectations. But really, we want to dive into a full understanding of what the commitment of marriage really is, mm-hmm. because there's this this different different paths in relationships in the world around us. You know, there's different. Different levels people are at. There's different terminologies they use. We're coming up this this obviously from a biblical yeah. understanding, and there is a really big reason as you begin to understand the commitment of marriage of why that is used over and over again as an analogy of Christ's relationship with the church. Yeah, Genesis two twenty four. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I'm not sure there's a bigger commitment that you could have with someone other than becoming one flesh, one one person with them. And you had said this earlier, um, that our earthly lives are never separate from again from our spouse. Right. And that, like when you yeah. said that, that kind of blew my mind to go, Oh, the scripture says we are now one flesh. This life that I live here on earth, committed to my spouse, to my wife, we're we're no longer separate entities we are right. we are one yep. flesh together from now until the time of of our deaths yeah and and that's the thing and so we can even talk about this like let me let me step out of the biblical conversation and discuss the practical conversation so let's take somebody who um got a couple who got married it fell apart and they are quote unquote separated by the mm-hmm. terms we would use they are divorced any of those situations I have seen on a practical level, once you cross that marriage threshold, or I'll even say this, once you cross a certain level of life commitment threshold, like maybe it's moving in together. If you look at that, and I'm not I'm not endorsing any of that on a spiritual level. I'm saying let's look at that on a practical. What you see from those individuals, no matter how quote-unquote separate the relationship is now, their lives are still intertwined. Like, they still talk about that person. Yeah. Sometimes it's so angry, they don't even refer to him as their name. They just say, like, my ex, right? Yeah. Um, and so, really, you've got to understand, like, if you're making that commitment of marriage, if you're going to dive in, and and there's, there's other thresholds on the practical side that are not necessarily God's design for how the relation, relationships are supposed to progress and work, but there's other other areas to where when you're going to cross certain thresholds and especially if you get those out of order but but either way we'll, we we could talk about that later if you're going to commit to marriage you've got to understand that no matter how the path goes y'all's lives are joined together yeah they are connected they're yes. absolutely connected and so that's something 
you have to understand, like if you're sitting there thinking through this and there's obviously t- two people listening, they're married and non-married, right? Right. And so if you're sitting there processing through that, or maybe you're, you're listening to this and you're from a marriage that fell apart mm-hmm. and maybe that little click right there of going like, man, you know, I made that commitment. And even though me and this person are not connected in practical ways, like we still carry a piece of each other. Yeah. And, and one small side note, here that that maybe you can help me articulate um as we talk about commitment in marriage we understand that there could be people listening that marriage was unsuccessful that, right. that it fell apart there is no way a uh, finger pointing judgment you know we understand things happen however we want to speak truth we want to talk about biblical commitment in marriage god's standard for that yep uh, and we also are not unaware that there could be very unhealthy situations and we would never yeah. want someone to be put in a, in a dangerous or unhealthy situation. Uh, so, so just, just, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add to that. No, I mean, I think like one thing, and this is one of those caveats we have to throw out, out throw out there is when, and this happens, like we live in a broken world. Yes. And when we talk about that, we cross that commitment line. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say somebody's crossed that commitment line and it has become physically unhealthy, most like abusive mm-hmm. and, and it's a situation where the healthiest thing for the person is to get away. Yeah. Like well that 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 we're not saying no you can't get away. Right. No you can't move out. No you can't physically separate from that person. We're talking about the emotional connection and weight and effect it has on you long term. Yeah. And so because even in when you have and especially in like abusive relationships um there are people who once you go through that you carry that with you the rest of your life. Yeah. Like it's 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 one of those very very heavy situations that you have to learn how to deal with and process. Yeah, and I think most of our conversation for this episode and for this for marriage series would would assume either you're you're single looking to get married or you're in a marriage that's that's what we would consider healthy or fairly healthy or working its way towards health. And so um just wanted to make that caveat just to kind of say we're we're not you know, ignorant to, to the right, different yes, situations absolutely. out there. Every situation is different, but we do want to make sure that we are sticking to a godly biblical perspective of what marriage is. And that is commitment, you know, one flesh till death do you part. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say this, don't stay in a dangerous situation. Yeah. Like it's not helpful for anybody. Like you need to go tell somebody you need to need to do yeah. that. So I'll say that, understand that. Um, but as we move back on to yeah. the kind of the topic, the mark we're trying to hit with that understanding of the marriage commitment, really when you start to think about that, for those of you who are married or aren't married and might be in the future, understand the commitment this way. At the point you are crossing commitment lines, especially when it comes to that, that line of marriage, you are saying whatever this person goes through that I don't know about them, I am with them dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Like this is my immediate family. And that's when you were reading through that passage. One of those things that's kind of like shattering to me as a parent, right? Is I know that both of my children, if marriage is in their future, yeah, will legitimately be, and I'm going to say this abrasively, they're going to be leaving my family to begin their own. Mm-hmm. To where all of a sudden my immediate family becomes like, like like that priority is their second. Yeah. You know, like, and then also they'll have possibly, you know, depending on the life situation of the person, there'll be another family brought in in some way, shape or form. Yeah. You know? And so you'll have this reality to where you as a parent, you've got to go, you know what? Okay. 
this is going to hurt. And in my head, and I think that's the hard part as a parent, in my head, they're always my kid and they're always sitting beside me on the couch every night and hanging out and playing. And I'm one of the most important things in their world. Yeah. But that shifts. Yeah. We don't have a one flesh commitment to our children. Right. We have a one flesh commitment to our spouse. Mm. Mm. And that's really hard to say. And that's really hard to process as a parent of children to go, to, to just realize that reality, right? But that ultimately means if we can accept that, that's, that's healthy for our marriage as as empty nesters at that point in our life. Yep. But it's also healthy for our children's marriages if they get married to, to be able to draw that distinction to go, my one flesh commitment is to my spouse, not to my children. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's a weight right there because I have to ask myself as a parent um, in that situation, like... And, and I've I've seen this, and I think I've had these moments in marriage where you're looking at your spouse going like, well, you ain't going to do that to my kids. you know. And it's not like, once again, it's not a danger situation. It's just a difference of opinion of parental approach. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what we are called to, when you get to that commitment of marriage, your one flesh commitment is to your spouse, yes, not your children. You still have huge responsibility and love for your children. But your children also need to know my one flesh commitment is to my spouse. Yeah, and that that works with children. That works with careers and professions. That I mean, like dogs. Don't forget dogs. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, like all those decisions. Your commitment is to go. I need to walk in one flesh with my spouse. So you need to be making these decisions together. You know, a healthy marriage commitment. Decisions are made together. Dreams, visions. They are shared and jointly pursued. You know, it's it's one of those things that we can, we talked about vulnerability. We're sharing, we're open, we're, we're casting vision and dreams for our marriage, not for husband and wife to pursue separately, yeah. but to go, okay, this is my spouse's goal. How can we work together, you know, to get there? Yep. And and a commitment, I think we've, we've just kind of lost what that word means because we live in a world today where it's cancel any time, no commitment. I literally this week just went on my phone, had a subscription to Apple TV or something like that that was getting ready to renew, and I could just hit a cancel button. Boom, done, cancel. No longer committed to that. Yeah. And I think that's the world that we live in, that we, it's it's instant gratification and it's instant, ah, this is not doing what I, what I want it to anymore. I'm, I'm canceling it. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm no longer committed to it. Marriage is not that. You've you've made a vow not only to to man, before man, to your spouse, but to God himself to go, I'm deciding to put this person above myself and and pursue and commit to what they, you know, life together with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And I think like one of the, something that hit me the last wedding I did a few weeks ago, um, knew the couple really well. They, they were, they were probably some of the easiest marriage counseling I've done because they had been a long dating relationship, um, knew each other really well. Um, they were very prepared, read m- numerous books. But in the middle of the wedding, I'm sitting there going, do I get like really real? And like, what if I got got like super honest as the, the officiant of the wedding? And I just stopped it and was like, okay, guys, seriously. Uh, I know y'all know each other, but uh, just going to let you know, 90% of who the other person is, you still don't know. And the rest of your life, you're going to find out shocking details right. about who this person really is. Right. And their baggage, right? And all this stuff that's going to affect you that you're unaware of. And are you going to stick with them for the rest of your life? Right. Like, are you saying, "Hey, 
you know what? We will take on this baggage. And we haven't even got to the eventually both of y'all's health's going to fail. Right. And somebody's going to be, you know, not, not, I don't mean this in a rude way. I mean this in a practical, but somebody's going to become more high maintenance than the other one. Mm-hmm. And are you still on board with this? Yeah. Are you still on board making this person angry to help them make the decisions they need to make in dealing with their life? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think there is a really truthful aspect. You've got to understand when we talk about that commitment, um, because you kept saying the phrase healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, I'm trying to imply this, and I think me and my wife have a great marriage. I've told her, like, she's ruined it for me. If anything ever happens to her, I'm not doing it again. Right. Um, like, like th- this is it. Like, you know, like, only one I ever want. But in my head, I'm sitting there going, on my end, not her end. She's great. But on the, all the issues I bring into the equation, how in the world is, can I say we have a healthy marriage when I see all the, like, baggage I'm bringing in? Well, you know, a healthy marriage doesn't exclude baggage. It, the, a, a marriage itself is going to have baggage. Healthy marriage is the other person. You've got a bag in your hand. They've got a bag in their hand, and you guys are walking towards the destination together, right? Like, yeah, it's that. That's a healthy marriage. Or hey, you're you're taking your wife's suitcase, and she's taking yours, and you're and you're walking down the the runway into the sunset together to, you know, to marital bliss or whatever. But that the baggage is there. We're, you, you've mentioned this, we've mentioned this. We are broken people living in a broken world. Healthy marriage. My grandmother said this when I got married, all right? Everybody says, hey, marriage is 50-50. She said, that is not true. Marriage is 100% and 100%. <laughs> wow, Meaning you've got to be prepared not to do 50 and expect the, your spouse to do 50%. That's not even a healthy, well-functioning marriage. A healthy, well-functioning marriage is 100% and 100%. I'm going to commit to do 100% of what I need to do with nothing in return to fight for my spouse, to fight for the health of our marriage, to stay committed. And I hope that they do 100% as well. But it's not I'm going to go so far hoping they meet me halfway. It's just I'm all in. I'm committed. And that, I think, is where the health comes from, knowing that brokenness enters in, knowing that people need each other. um, We need to help each other get through it. That's, That's a picture of health, not... Hey, we we none of us have issues because if you're looking for that, you're you're stuck. You're already at a failure point because we all have issues. Yeah, I mean, look, because I think there's been conversations like you know when me and and Brittany have been just processing through. Uh, it's mostly my issues. Like I'll, I'll own it, okay. And you know there there'll be a statement that's made in the middle of like, oh, I never thought I would be working through this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's 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 a marker of you have this expectation. Once again, we'll talk about expectations later. But when we get back to that commitment, like, there's that understanding of when we talk about marriage. And, and we look at, biblically, the order of events. You know, like, we're not talking about, um, and we, we, we can get into this maybe a little bit later, but, you know, when you start to get the events out of order, obviously things don't go right. But marriage is that moment where you are making a commitment before God to this person and before the other believers. That's like that moment in the marriage ceremony Mm -hmm. where you're sitting there and you're saying, I pronounce you husband and wife and you're reading vows and there's a ring to symbolize and all the friends and family are there. That commitment marker is a huge moment. Yeah. Because mentally that marker right there is you two saying to each other, this is for life no matter what. That's until right. death do us part. And what happens with a lot of people, unfortunately, now, is you get those things out of order. Mm-hmm. So you try to have, 
com- lifetime commitment level activities together without the before God and public commitment that no, this is it. And so there's the reality that no, you could still bail. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where if you want to 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 like may force me to say, show me uh, in scripture where it says you can't live together before you're married. Like there's not a verse that says blatantly don't cohabitate the same place. Mm-hmm. Now there's other things that happen within that in 99.9. I've never experienced one that doesn't. That's obviously blatantly against the, the scriptural design, but that's a commitment point without the commitment. Right. And it begins to get sloppy because all of a sudden you, you start to attempt without that, that commitment and that hold us accountable before God and other people. You can, you, you, you kind of play at commitment which really messes with your emotions. Yeah, you leave the you leave the door cracked. Yeah, right? you leave you leave a wedge as to go. I can, I, I have an escape plan. Yeah, if something and and marriage is not that. It is not you know if if you have a marriage with with those conditions, the only condition that's in a marriage a biblical marriage covenant and, and commitment is death. You know, yep. and sickness and in health and and for better or worse, like it doesn't matter. You're in it for the long haul it's the ride or die right like it's it's we we are stuck together <laughs> i'm ending my next ceremony ride or die that's it that is absolutely what's happening yeah but anyway we can't have that foothold if we leave that wedge and that door cracked we will find things once once the going gets tough we're we're out of there we're going to find some absolutely. way to slip through that crack so we have to go nope closing the door bolting it shut i'm here in the long haul yeah. with you and and i think one thing i want to i want to point out i just want to go back and this is once again like when we're talking about marriage there's all these side notes we have to clarify. So let's just say you're married and you look back and I've said something about living together or premarital relations or something like that. And you've gone, Oh, but I did that. And now we're married. Mm-hmm. I want to say this. One of the biggest hindrances you can have is to not understand that historically that was a miss. Cause mm-hmm. I think, no, I, I don't know of many marriages that don't have some kind of miss historically prior to the commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. But understand, like, being in denial about that and not actively processing that is way more damaging. Right. And I'm also say this. It doesn't mean that, like, you are you have unrecoverable damage. Right. Or unrecoverable hiccups. Like, one of the things that gets more destructive is when, when there's a disconnect between, oh, because this happened earlier, this has caused this tension. Well, it makes me think our, our previous podcast on redemption. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay, we can't erase and ignore that this happened in our lives and in our yep. past whether it was with the person that's your spouse or, or whatever, but to go, okay, what what does God want to teach me, show show me, and grow me out of that situation? Yep. And and how can God redeem that where I'm currently at now? And so it's not a, hey, sit in the corner and sulk and, and mess up the marriage that you're in now. It's, it's like you said, recognize it, understand it, ask for yeah. forgiveness, and ask God, hey, redeem this within our lives, within our marriage. Help us to be healthy and committed as we move forward. Yeah, and that's where when we talk about that commitment, you're agreeing that, hey, we're going to deal with this. We're not going to ignore it, right? Right. Well, and you're and you're agreeing that you're going to deal with those heavy things together yep. and not point a finger or hold judgment over the skeletons in, in your spouse's closet. It's to go, hey, you know what? I probably have, if I look deep enough, I've got skeletons in my closet too. Yep. And we're going to, we're going to, like we talked about earlier, process this baggage, process these things together, work through this with one another. Yeah. And, and just want to like, I'm because I'm, there's all this, like there's another podcast in here (laughs) just on the, okay, what are the ramifications if this is out of order? 
And when I think about the the living together one, like the one that I've realized or counseled and worked with people through is is the fact that what happens is you establish that semi not quite committed pattern to your life. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is once you get married, all of a sudden there's a commitment level that's upped, but you still have made this ha- these habits of maybe yeah. how you handle finances, how you communicate, how you communicate time and do all these things without realizing that like, oh, now the commitment is on the table. Yeah. Um, and it just and it just it just makes it much much more difficult to navigate. On a on a lighter note, I will say this: as far as li- like living together, having lived with someone now in marriage, there's 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 very little chance that I would want to live with someone that I'm not committed to. Oh, <laughs> in that marriage. Like, would not. Survive. I, I I don't know that I would be a good roommate, quote unquote, or whatever you want to call it. So it's like now that I've done it. There, there's no way, you know, like I would no, have, it was, I would have to be married to you in order to live together. No, I mean like my, my college roommates, none of them lasted more than two years. Yeah. Like I'm a whore. I was, what, what I should have done is for me and Brittany is like had her sit down with all my previous college roommates and be like, all right, look, <laughs> understand the, who this guy is. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, we hope that you are thinking deeper. We hope that you're diving in and understanding when we talk about commitment in marriage, how big of a thing that is how titanically life-altering that is to stand before God and others and commit your life to become one with someone else. We hope this helped you if you're married out there. We just hope that it helps you bring clarity. If you're not married, we hope it helps you bring understanding, and we just hope it helps you dive deeper in your conversations with God practically about your life this week. If you have questions, you have topics, remember you can email matt at richfork.com or justin at richfork.com. We thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us next week for part two on marriage.